Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy uh, 2022. Goodbye 2021. Weird year. Uh, way better than 2020. It's a Like, it's so weird that 2020 was two years ago. It's just so weird. Oh, my God. So much has changed. So much for the better. So much for the worse. I'm so glad that I'm not in 2020. I feel like 2021, it was just like, just don't be 2020. And uh, we'll be fine. <laughs> just just don't suck as much as that year did. And here we are in 2022, two years later, where we're just like, um, can we get a little bit better than 2021, please? Thank you. My microphone already is acting up. So, originally the plan, and I said it on Wednesday, I said I was going to have a podcast or two podcasts on Friday where we would essentially do play-by-play. And that was the plan until I did play-by-play for an hour. And I hated it. (laughs) I hated it so much. I casted the uh, the Alabama game. Uh, you know, I'll just... I, I think I'm done with play-by-play. Like, as soon as I did it for like an hour, I was just like, okay, this isn't this isn't fun for me. I don't like doing this anymore. So, once I... So, I think today... I think we'll have the format that we always will have. And I'll probably... I'll probably have the game... Not the game ending. What's it called? The, um, the format where I'll just do recap instead of play-by-play. I like that a lot better. I think it's a lot more fun. And um, yeah, I think I'm done with play-by-play. And if you don't believe how done I am with play-by-play, dude, I literally have like hundreds of podcasts. I got a burp. Excuse me. I literally have like hundreds of hours of podcasts where um, where I've done play-by-play. I've done, <laughs> I've done enough play-by-play and color commentary to last me a lifetime it is boring plus i don't learn as much it's like you know you're trying to be like entertaining during the play-by-play and i in my retention is just shot whenever i do play-by-play of like i can't like recall certain things that happen in the game unless i like take notes and write it writes things down and stuff like that anyways um we were going to have two separate podcasts doing play-by-play. Now we'll have run. If you occasionally hear pops in the background, that is because it is like literally midnight. So fireworks are popping off. I live in the country where people will set off fireworks. So there you go. But I want to talk about the two games that happened against the four top tier teams in college, Alabama versus Cincinnati and Michigan versus Georgia. Let's first talk about Michigan versus Georgia, and then we'll wrap up with Alabama versus Cincinnati. Because Alabama versus Cincinnati is like... Actually, let's start off with Alabama versus Cincinnati. So, first and foremost, because it's quick, I don't really have a lot of notes for it. Um, Here's the thing, right? Cincinnati ran into Alabama. It's just as simple as that. Okay? Essentially... After the first half, Alabama completely took over uh, of the football game. Brian Robinson had over 200 yards of rush. Really, Bryce Young wasn't really that needed. Will Anderson popped off for, I think, like two sacks and five or six tackles. 
and one tackle for a loss. He was insane. Once again, probably should have been uh, in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Uh, uh, excuse me, ceremony. Maybe instead of inviting Will, uh, not Will Anderson, excuse me. Instead of inviting Aiden Hutchinson, maybe you invite Will Anderson. Also, um, what else happened for Alabama? I got to see Ahmad Garner and Kobe Bryant a little bit. They were both pretty good, like relatively speaking, because they never really got tried. Like uh, Alabama was having none of that. They were like, we will not attack into your two best football players. Thank you very much. And because of that, it was just, it was kind of a one-sided affair. Cincinnati couldn't stop Alabama's rush. Uh, or, yeah, running game, excuse me. Not pass rush, but just running game. I'm a little bit tired. It is midnight, by the way. Cincinnati couldn't stop Alabama's running game. Alabama completely shut down Desmond Ritter. And the running game of of uh, Jerome Ford as well. It was an ass-whooping of epic proportions. I like both teams. I like Cincinnati. I like, Al I love Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide! But, you know, what happened today was exactly what I expected. And I think a lot of people expected. A lot of people are going to say, ha, uh, Cincinnati uh, sucks. They shouldn't have been in the top 10. Uh, they're terrible. They shouldn't be top four. We told you they were going to get blown out. And then it's just like, you moron. Look at literally every single Alabama game that's been played in the college football playoffs. It's essentially been a blowout every single game. Every single game. Uh, 24, uh, Cincinnati, uh, would have been blown out regardless and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, okay. Okay. Apparently we don't have any perspective anymore. Apparently we don't get what's going on. But yes, um, Cincinnati, they did, they did go down, you know, congratulations to them on an awesome season. Great job. Cincinnati, you know, they played a, a relatively good game, you know? Really, really great job for them getting into the college football playoffs, and they're going to continue to excel going forward from here. It sucks that that was Desmond Ritter's last game. He did not play well at all, by the way. Did not play well at all. But um, I'm happy for him. He'll probably be a second-round draft pick. I was kind of interested in seeing if he was going to be a first, if he was going to do anything uh, this game. I've seen him on and off for the last three months, you know, this year, I mean, last year, actually, he was, I watched a lot of Cincinnati. I saw Alec Pierce. He was really, really awesome. He was really interesting as a football player. He's definitely going to turn pro, and he's going to be a really, really nice pro player somewhere. Jerome Ford as well. Desmond Ritter, you know, second-round draft pick, has some accuracy concerns, but he has all of the traits of an NFL quarterback, nice arm. You know, really, really awesome athlete. Can make some pretty decent decisions. But sometimes he just struggles with making throws. And that's the problem. I'm like, he just struggles with hitting guys. And it, it bothers me. Because I'm like, dude, you're like, he's not a first-round draft pick. But I need, he needs time. He needs a significant amount of time because he just misses easy throws. And I'm not investing something as high as a first-round draft pick on a guy that misses easy throws. Which is why I'm pissed off about Sam Howell and people saying that he's a first-round draft pick. But he has a big arm, 24! And it's just like he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, even with his gigantic arm. It doesn't matter. He still sucks. So, but I like Desmond Ritter because he makes significantly better decisions and he's a lot more composed 
than Sam Howell, whereas Sam Howell will just make dumb decisions and throw the football high in the sky, and sometimes his wide receiver will come down with it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, my God. I just got something on the horn. Um, Shaq Barrett probably out for the entirety of the season or the regular season. And then JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. These are Tampa Bay Buccaneer players, by the way, if you don't know. Jason Pierre-Paul, these are like their best pass rushers. Jason Pierre-Paul has like a torn rotator cuff in his shoulder. That's not very good. Look out for Tampa because Tampa has a lot of injuries on one of the key parts of their football team, and that's the defensive line. That's not very good. Going back to Alabama versus Cincinnati, Bryce Young struggled a little bit in the first half, and again, it was all Brian Robinson. I just got to ask, can we just fire Bill O'Brien after the end of the season? Goodness gracious. Holy smokes. What the devil was that? Literally, his running game is getting like seven yards a clip, and he's just like, pass! No huddle, offense, quick tempo, up tempo, pass! Like, Jesus Christ, man. Fire him, please, and thank you. Offensive line was still a disgrace at times, but in pass protection, but in the running game, they were perfectly fine. They're perfectly fine. Yes, tip of the cap, Alabama, tip of the cap, uh, Cincinnati. Now, let's get on to the meat and the potatoes. I am very excited to talk about Michigan versus freaking Georgia, the two and the three seed duking it out in Miami, Florida, not far from where I live, to be honest with you. Hard Rock Cafe Stadium, home of the Miami Dolphins. You know, I've been very, very quiet for about a month on Aiden Hutchinson because I just, I haven't really had the convos about him. Um, I talked about Kavion Thibodeau versus Aiden Hutchinson, I think a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't really given you my thoughts on Aiden Hutchinson. Listen, he got exposed tonight, okay? Let's just say it, he got exposed, okay? Played a really, really awesome game against Ohio State. You know, great job. Hey, great. And this isn't me really clowning on him. This is me clowning on the people that thought incredibly highly of him. Like, so highly that we need to snub uh, Will Anderson and Kenneth Walker uh, an invitation to the Heisman Trophy Ceremony, and we're going to give it to Aiden Hutchinson. Will Anderson had better statistics. Kenneth Walker was a more important player. Uh, to Michigan, even though didn't Michigan win last night? I don't remember. I didn't see the game because both Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett didn't play. I was just, just like, okay, I don't need to see this game. But um, Michigan got exposed for the frauds that they are. Ohio State is salivating. They're chopping at the bits because next year Michigan talked all that crap. There were front. There was a lot of front running from Michigan. It's so weird how like Michigan. You know, they consider themselves so classy, but then when they win one game against their divisional rival in seven years, they lose their freaking minds. They're like, natty, natty. And the national media loves them as well. So, of course, like, they'll just freaking just suck the soul out of Michigan. And then Michigan go goes down and they play up against the SEC. And you know what time it was. You know what time it was. 35 or 34 to 11, folks. Okay? Let's start off with... The big boys, okay? 
Big boys being Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo, who I thought, Ojegbo, who I thought was significantly better than Aiden. And he had some flash moments. He had some flash plays. But did either one of them do anything? Absolutely not. No whatsoever. In fact, I'm a little bit more miffed at Aiden, not Aiden, at David Ojagbo than Aiden Hutchinson because I was just like, I thought he was going to play significantly better than Aiden Hutchinson and he was just as useless as Aiden Hutchinson as well. It's really, it's just like, if he wants to be a little bit better than Aiden Hutchinson, congratulations, you're the king of the losers. Doesn't really matter. But couldn't get off his blocks, couldn't speed rush, couldn't utilize his hands very well. It was an overall collective bad performance by David Ojagbo, who I loved as a pass rusher, still do. He's just not a top 10 player who I thought he was. I thought he was a top 10 player. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. gonna pass. Maybe not going to pass, but uh, going to... Uh, be a little bit more patient with how and when I pick him up because I'm not sure that I want him in the top 10 after seeing what I saw tonight. And some people are going to tell me, well, 24, it was one game, but then it was just like, it was one game against top tier competition. You know, sometimes you, you look at certain teams and you're just like, man, you didn't play very well against certain teams. Just like the conferences don't matter, right? But then why is it, like some people will be like, the conferences doesn't matter 24. But then again, it's just like, well, why did you play so badly against Georgia? It's like, I would love if you played up against more SEC teams. I think there's safer picks. I think there's safer players. I think there's more home run hits and somewhere else. And for me, the problem whenever I evaluate Michigan players is, I say this to myself sometimes, am I like, am I buying into the Michigan hype? Because there always seems to be Michigan players that are overhyped and overrated, right? So I always wonder to myself, am I buying their stock because everybody who loves Michigan is buying their stock or whatever? Or am I buying their stock because they're, they're a good player? And I'll just, I don't mind taking an L on this. I felt Quiddy Pay was overrated. Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay, if you don't know, Indianapolis Colts pass rusher, former Michigan Wolverine. Uh, everybody told me he was this, you know, great player and that he was a can't miss player and, you know, he's a hit. Let me just show you something. Quiddy Pay. What are his statistics again? How many sacks does he have? Three. Three. You know, it's funny. I have my journal here. Pulled it out last night. Or technically, you know, was it last night? It was Wednesday. Pulled it out Wednesday. Had all of my player evaluations from last year's draft. And I was kind of looking at it to kind of understand where I had Micah Parsons last year. And we can do the exact same thing now. We can check and see where Quiddy Pay was on my draft board. Relative to the two guys that I thought were the best pass rushers. In the NFL. Or excuse me, coming out of college. Jalen Phillips. And then Aziz Ojolari as well. Aziz Ojolari. Okay. So, Quiddy Pay. Right? I have to like go on ESPN site to find his... I have to go on ESPN sites to find Jalen Phillips. Because nobody knows who Jalen Phillips is. Jalen Phillips has eight and a half sacks, by the way. So, Edges... 
I had Jalen Phillips. Oh my God. Here, like I got to look up Odafe away because I had him over Quiddy Pay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me take a gander. I like, you know what? I like 2021, 24, and his evaluation. He was on one. He was on one. Goodness gracious. That guy, 24, man, he sure does know something about football. So, um, here we go. I had Aziz Oshilari as my number one pass rusher in next in in uh in this year's draft. Or technically it's 2022, so last year's draft. Had Aziz Oshilari, it looks like it's between him and Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips I had as my second pass rusher coming out of the University of Miami. They put the U up, right? The U, whatever, whatever they do. And the reason for that is is that Jalen Phillips had a lot of injuries in college. It's one of the reasons why he was in Miami. Um, there was a point in time where he was like, I think medically retired from football. So I don't think that it's that big of a, like, I don't think it's that big of a misevaluation for those reasons. Also, it technically wasn't a misevaluation because I was just like, I'm fine taking him in the first round. Even with all that stuff, he's a fantastic football player. What a surprise. Aziz Ojolari has eight sacks. Jalen Phillips has eight and a half. And then another guy that I was super high on, Odafe. Or Odafe away, right? Doesn't have a lot of sacks, uh, but he does have a lot of forced fumbles. He has three forced fumbles, five sacks, 23 solo tackles. He's he's on a banged up roster. I'm not mad at him. He's a rookie. He's a little bit green. He didn't have any sacks his final year in college, but I really, really liked his athleticism. I'm fine with what I get from Odafe or Odafe away, okay? This is my problem, right? Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. Pass rusher out of Michigan, okay? Pass rusher out of Michigan, okay? Three sacks, 24 tackles, nine assists, zero force fumbles. Didn't like him out of Michigan. Thought that he was overrated coming out of Michigan. I thought when people were saying that he was better than Odafe away, Jalen Phillips, Aziz Ojolari, I was like, people are smoking methamphetamines here, okay? Lo and behold, I was right. And... I didn't buy into the Michigan hype once again. And as I, you know, like, like once again with Aiden Hutchinson, and as I saw the absolute disaster of what was going on, all I could think of and uh, say was essentially this. Right? So... That's all I said, or not all I said, but that's all I thought of. I was just laughing at Michigan for like three and a half hours. I was just like, oh my God, they did it again. Jim Harbaugh once again chokes once again. Michigan becomes, or not becomes, but is a overrated, overhyped football program. Not once again, but, you know, consistently. And I don't even, like, I don't know what to say about Michigan that's already that hasn't already been said about Michigan um, as a football team. Listen, Aiden Hutchinson couldn't get off any of his blocks. Uh, and before people give me an excuse, like, for example, oh, they, they double-teamed, they chipped Aiden Hutchinson 24, they chipped Aiden Hutchinson. Did you know they chipped Aiden Hutchinson 24? They quit game Aiden Hutchinson 24 and, like, all that stuff. And it's just, like, 
they did all of that, but do you also want to know what, what Georgia did? They also had deep dropbacks for Stetson Bennett, and he had like five seconds in the pocket to throw the football. That's what he did. That's what they did. That's what Georgia did against the quote-unquote best pass rusher uh, in the uh, the next draft, by the way. Also, shout-out to Detroit for saying, um, we don't really... Hold on. Oh, no, I don't really care. Uh, shout-out to Michigan... Not Michigan, but Detroit Lions fans that are like, I don't really care who they get. I don't really care. I don't care if they get Kavion Thibodeau. I don't care if they get Aiden Hutchinson. They're essentially the same player. They're essentially the same player. Okay. Okay. So, talked a little bit about David Ojabo. Terrible game. His draft stock fell off a cliff, in my opinion. From like a top 10 player to like 15 to 20. Same thing goes with Aiden Hutchinson. Didn't believe his stock. Now I, de- now I doubly don't believe it. There were times where Georgia was like, we're not even going to chip him. We're just going to single block him. We're just going to put him out there against our left tackle or our right tackle, and they're just better than he is. Way, way better than he is. So they're just like, yeah, we'll just not block him with two people. We'll block him with one person. Couldn't dominate. Somebody posted out a, uh, a meme, and this is, and they were like, this is what happens when Aiden Hutchinson plays in, in, uh, in primetime. And they posted a photo of Eric Armstead, who is like another overrated defensive end who got paid a bajillion dollars instead of one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL and DeForest Buckner. I was shocked when they traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts. This is like the worst decision the 49ers have made besides drafting Trey Lance. They freaking traded away that one of their best defensive players in DeForest Buckner and they re-signed one of their most overrated pass rushers in Eric Armstead. And it's the exact same thing that happened here tonight with Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson just freaking was overrated to all hell. And it's just like to everybody out there that was that freaking tried to convince everybody that Aiden Hutchinson is the guy that he's a number one overall pick. How do you feel right now? How do you feel right now? Because the last time I checked, uh, he had no sacks. He had very little pressure. He barely touched Stetson Bennett. The offensive line for Georgia absolutely freaking destroyed Michigan in so many different ways. I mean, I like I can't even like like dominated, dominated Michigan. And again, Michigan just front front ran. For the entirety of the last month, and I was so, I'm so happy that the pretentiousness of Michigan gets met with the absolute brutal reality that they're not ready for the big boys, and that they're an overrated football team, and that was their best shot, because Alabama is not going anywhere, Ohio State is not going anywhere, freaking uh, Georgia is not going anywhere, but do you want to know who's going somewhere? Your best players from this year. Congratulations to Michigan for being an overrated football team, especially Aiden Hutchinson. I never want to hear Aiden Hutchinson is the number one player ever again. That's a joke. Also, by the way, let's get on uh, Georgia's defense as well. Let's talk about Georgia's defense, okay? Jordan Davis, 
Really, really freaking awesome game tonight. Really awesome game. Everybody's like, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He doesn't pass rush. He doesn't have this many tackles. He is a two-gapping, one-technique, nose tackle. They pull him off the field on third and long because he does not pass rush whatsoever, okay? That is not his job. You will occasionally see him beat people significantly badly, but he is a two-gapping. He is not an upfield pass rusher. That is not his strength, nor that is not what he does in a discussion, okay? But what he does do, he does at a extremely high level to such a degree and to such a point that people really can't stop him. It's just that simple. People want to get mad. People want to get angry. I uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm like, I, uh, I don't really care. Like his game, Jordan Davis's game is not to freaking pass rush. Okay. Nakobe Dean also had a stupid, stupid, stupid game. Nakobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia. I'm excited because I get to see the other linebacker, uh, the other top tier linebacker, Devin Lloyd. I was already watching Devin a little bit last night, so I'm very excited to see him again um, tomorrow as well. I think it's early in the morning or something like that. I don't remember when his game is going to be played. Hold on. Let me just look it up. College football. But Devin Lloyd, absolute monster. Nicobe Dean was just a consistent all-around just presence for Georgia. Okay, when is it? Okay, so it's going to be like, when is it? Okay, so it's going to start at like 5, I guess. The recording's supposed to start at 5, so it's not like early in the morning. Regardless, Nicobe Dean had an awesome game. I think he had, I mean, I have his statistics written down. He had... Two tackles for a loss, one sack, five tackles at the end of the second quarter. And then I think he added on two more tackles plus a forced fumble. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. I remember there was this one play, and this was one of the tackles for a loss. It was a screen play out to the uh, to the back that Michigan had poorly articulated to, to, uh, to Michigan's – not Michigan, excuse me, to Georgia's defense. They put the back in – pre-snap motion it was obviously going to be man-to-man Georgia was playing man-to-man so he just ran over to the opposite side of the formation after the back freaking you know came from being lined up out wide to essentially being lined up on the right side of the field and Nicobe Dean just ran by his entire defense and nobody blocked him because he was already in hot pursuit and he just made the play and I was just like yep that's that describes Nicobe Dean perfectly as a football player in one play, just read it, react to it, made a hell of a play on it. Great job, Nicobe. Don't really know what else to say. Kobe Dean had an awesome game. Jordan Davis had an awesome game. Um, James Cook, Dalvin Cook's little brother, the receiving back, awesome game as well. Just a, a presence as a receiving back. Rare stuff from him. He was an awesome player. He played awesome as well tonight. I think he had 132 receiving yards. It was insane. Or something like that. It was it was a lot of yards. It was ridiculous how many yards he was getting. 
just by running some wheel routes. He looked like a receiver. He's an interesting player. I wonder at the pro level if he's going to transition to being a receiver because, I mean, some people are going to talk about matchups, but, I mean, like he's not going up against a corner. He's going up against linebackers, but I don't know. He looked like a wide receiver instead of a running back. So I'm not saying that he should transition. I'm just saying he's a really, really awesome, rare receiving back out of Georgia. So, and he's, he, you know, he has a lot of speed and burst to him as well. So I'm, I'm just saying he doesn't have to play that position at the next level, the running position. He can play, you know, and be a receiver. Anything else I got for you? Quick podcast. Saw some of that Michigan tight end, not Michigan, uh, the freaking, what's, what's his name? The Georgia tight end, Brock Bowers. Yikes. Yikes. He's the next Kyle Pitts. And as I was watching him, I was like, he has a kind of a slim frame. Like, he could probably, I don't know what his weight is right now. He could probably add on an additional 20 pounds and still be fine. Really awesome route runner. He makes those tight end catches, right? You know, these long body, you know, these away from your body type of catches. Great hands. You know, if you're a tight end and if you don't have, if you don't have, you know, strong hands, something is definitely wrong with that. But he's got strong hands. He's got long arms. You know, he's a little bit thinner, but he doesn't play like it. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do next, uh, especially and specifically next year as well. But I mean, Brock Bowers was awesome. Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle, the one technique, he was awesome. Uh, James Cook was awesome. Nicobe Dean was awesome. Stetson Bennett was awesome. Sharping made a play. Wouldn't say he was awesome, but he just made a play. Aiden Hutchinson and especially David Ojagbo or Jagbo was terrible tonight. Don't ever want to hear from uh, anyone saying that he's a number one uh, player ever again. Don't ever want to hear that. Don't ever want to hear that. Let me plug in my computer. Don't ever want to hear it. Don't ever want to hear it. Got exposed. Got wrapped up. Some people are going to say, well, it was only one game. Talk. What happened against MSU? What happened against MSU? What happened? Tell me what happened. What happened against MSU? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me he had a great game. Tell me he, he stopped Kenneth Walker all by himself. Tell me. Oh, he didn't? Oh, MSU beat the crap out of Michigan just like Georgia beat the crap out of Michigan? Tell me. Tell me I'm wrong. Anyways, um, I don't really have a lot much else to say. Don't really know if we're ever going to do play-by-play anymore. Maybe it'll be like a surprise. I'll probably do one playoff game like... The divisional round of the playoffs, I'll probably have that as like, as like um, maybe a play a play by play one of the games, one of the four games. But I am so not interested in doing play by play anymore. So it is what it is. Anyways, uh, that's the podcast. Happy New Year, Happy Twenty Twenty. Please be better than Twenty Twenty One. And. I, th- I was about to say I think the new Harry Potter movie is out, but then I was just like, no, it's coming out at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. 
supposed to be like a recap of or not a recap but like a reunion of all of the harry potter um stuff so i'm gonna watch that literally in like a couple of hours i'm i'm very excited but i'm also very tired i'm like should i take a nap no but i'm peacing out ladies and gentlemen peacing out See you on Sunday. We'll have one podcast. I do like the podcast format where we just do one recap and things of that nature. I do like that. Anyways, I'm peacing out. I'll see you Sunday. Arizona versus Dallas. Vikings without Kirk Cousins versus the Packers, among other teams. Very excited. We'll get into it on Sunday. Can't wait to talk to you about it. See you on Sunday. Happy New Year.